0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of I Let the Dogs Out podcast. I am your host, Jamie Barber, and I'm a certified professional dog trainer based out of Winnipeg, Manitoba in Canada. So today I am flying solo once again. And today we're going to talk about the three priorities that I put into place when bringing a new puppy into the home. With spring, hopefully just around the corner, um, there's usually a lot of people looking to bring a new furry family member into their lives, so I thought maybe this would be a great time to release this type of episode. So without further ado, let's get after it important fact, very, very important. And I know you guys, I, if you listen to the podcast, um, you have heard me talk about management before and I'll say it again. Management is the number one thing that you're going to want to do because when we're first, literally that first day that you bring your dog into your home, one, your dog's going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Who are these people? Where is this place? what is happening, it's going to be a pretty scary experience for them. We want to make sure that we are giving them an environment that's conducive for success. So what does that mean and what does that look like? Well, that might mean having a smaller space where they can acclimate to because again, depending on the type of house you have, the environment they're in, if they're now all of a sudden going from one environment into a different environment that's really big and really scary, that can take a little bit of time to acclimate to. And a lot of dogs tend to acclimate to smaller spaces a little bit better. Um, So what that could maybe look like is maybe baby gating off an area of the house. Um, A common one is maybe the kitchen. So putting up baby gates in the kitchen and having your puppy acclimate to that space first, they can still sort of see through the baby gate. They can understand that there's more to the house and there's a lot more going on, but it's a little bit less daunting when you're just trying to get used to a small space like that. Um, Another thing where management would come in is to help manage their environment so that they're not able to rehearse the behaviors that we might not necessarily like. So that could be maybe like we're house training them. We don't want them peeing on our living room area rug. Well, Having them in a playpen area that is away from the area rug would be a great way to do that. Um, Making sure that they don't have access to things like chair legs and table legs when we're not supervising them because they're little babies, they're little puppies. Of course, they're going to find that those things are super fun to chew on. So if they don't have access to them, they aren't able to rehearse those behaviors In conjunction with our management, we are going to want to make sure that we're providing them with different outlets that are appropriate to practice those species specific behaviors like chewing, scavenging, sniffing, exploring, doing all those different things, but maybe doing them not on our favorite dining room table legs. So maybe having them in the playpen with a chew and supervising them while they chew on their their bully stick or having frozen Kongs. Things like that are a great way to prevent those unwanted puppy behaviors. Um, So management essentially is going to save your life when it comes to puppyhood because puppyhood is tough. They're at the very beginning, they do sleep a lot, which is fantastic, but they do get very active and it's just not realistic that we're going to be watching them 24 seven. So we want to make sure that we are providing an environment where we know they're not going to be set up to fail, right? So making sure again, they don't have access to the couch. If you really don't want your dog on the couch at the end of the day, though, like I am all pro let your dog on the couch, like everyone who's been to my house knows the couch is essentially here for my dogs. But if that's totally owner preference, but if you don't want your puppy jumping up on the couch, you need to make sure that you are providing a proper place for them to go and a place and positively conditioning that place as well. Um, so that that kind of concludes the X pens and the play pens. Um, I kind of like those areas because you have a little bit more space than just in a kennel. Uh, but also too, I always recommend kennel conditioning with your puppy not all dogs love the kennel. It's really important to note that there is confinement anxiety that does happen. Um, I do usually recommend giving it a go. The benefit of this is if it's properly positively conditioned, you can collapse and take their safe space with them anywhere you go. Whether you go to the cabin, uh, you're going on a trip, going on a car ride, you can take their kennel with them, which is great if they do see that as their safe space. Um, But it's really important to remember that it does need to be positively conditioned. We don't just want to stick our puppy in there and then... Just be like, all right, peace out. See you later, right? So yeah, number one is concluded and that is management. Um, Leashes are also a great way to manage your puppy when you are supervising them as well, of course. Number two priority is socialization. So a lot of people will get puppies and their first thing will be like, okay, when can I start training? When can I start teaching them sit and down and stay and all these different things? And always I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Give me a second. We need to focus on socialization. Your puppy's critical socialization period is between 8 to 16 weeks old. But the unfortunate point of that is that it also coincides with the vaccine regimen, which means a lot of the times you'll be told you can't bring your dog out for walks. You can't bring your dog out until they are fully vaccinated. While that's true, we do not want to take our dog out to environments where There's the potential of an unvaccinated dog going to. We do want to make sure that we are setting up controlled and positive experiences for our puppy to become socialized within that critical socialization period. So, a couple examples of that could be inviting some friends over and having them toss treats for your puppy. Having, if you have a friend or a family member with a vaccinated dog going to their house and doing a backyard date because you know that no unvaccinated dog has been in that backyard. Um, in general, when it comes to meeting dogs for the first time, I definitely recommend doing it with a more neutral dog. Uh, you definitely, if you have a, maybe your friend or family member has a really large breed, rambunctious adolescent dog, maybe not the best dog to meet, During that critical socialization period, but you want to make sure that they are getting some socialization. It's just really important that we're working through quality, not quantity. So we want to make sure that we're having experiences where our puppy is going to have a positive experience, not be overwhelmed. So that's the biggest thing there. If you are seeing in your dog's body language that they are feeling overwhelmed or they're looking fearful, anxious, then make sure that we are taking them out of that situation or trying to mitigate a positive experience through tossing treats, giving them breaks, creating distance, all that kind of fun stuff. Another way that you can get... um, dog-specific socialization for your puppy are doing puppy classes with a certified force-free or positive reinforcement-based trainer. These puppy classes are usually specifically for dogs within that certain age, and it's really structured along the lines of socialization. And it's really important to remember socialization, a big, big part of it is making sure that our dogs are happy meeting new people, new dogs... Whatever that may be. Um, but there's also an aspect of environmental socialization. So having your puppy walk over different textures or going up and down stairs, stuff like that can also really, really help. Um, what we will do is I'll post on our Instagram page a couple different options for socializing your puppy inside, um, especially if we're still kind of in a, a weird COVID situation, or you just got a puppy and it's minus 40 out <laughs> and you ain't going outside in that. So if you don't already follow us at I let the dogs out podcast, and I'll post that up either later today or tomorrow. So I guess obviously if you're listening to this, it should be up already because I forgot that it takes me time to edit the episodes, but this is where we're at. (laughs) Okay. On to my last Priority, And that is conditioning our dog to care and handling. So what's really important, especially when your puppy is so young, is creating a positive emotional response to them being handled or care, such as like the obvious ones like brushing, ears clean, nail trims, getting their teeth brushed, um, things that they might have to experience maybe at the vet or if they're going to be groomed often. Um, Another great one is just handling in general. So positively conditioning, handling their paws, looking in their mouths, looking in their ears is really, really important because guys, shit happens. Like literally shit happens when we're dog parents. We all know this for anybody listening that has a dog. Oh, the stories we have emergencies happen sometimes you have to grab a clump of grass out of your dog's butthole and you know what it's a lot easier if your dog has a previous association to you handling them before that happens um trust me Trust me. (laughs) So making sure that you are showing your dog that they have the choice to opt in and out. So starting cooperative care with them is really, really important at this age and making sure that you're just really showing them that, hey, you have the choice to opt out of care, but when you opt in, really awesome stuff happens and there's nothing to be scared about. So if you have any extra questions about cooperative care or conditioning um, handling with your dog, please reach out to a certified force-free or uh, rewards-based trainer. I'm not going to get into that today because it's just a little bit too complex. I feel like we could do a totally separate episode on that sometime soon. So to recap everything, we have number one, management. So baby gates, X-pens, play pens, kennels, using leashes in the house but dropped, long leashes, all these different things. Super fantastic. Set your pup up for success. Number two, socialization. We can teach our dogs to do a sit or a down or shake a paw or teach them leash skills at any age. It does not have to be the first week that we bring our dog home. We wanna make sure that we're focusing on creating positive associations with other things in our environment, like people and dogs and stairs and potentially scary doors and the mailman coming to the house and all these different things that they could develop negative associations with later on. We want to kind of nix that. We want to be like, hey, it's super fantastic when the mailman comes because every time that mailman comes to our door, you get awesome, awesome treats. Hey, that scary apartment door that opens on its own. Ooh, what's that thing? Let's pair that with really great treats from a distance to make sure that you are having a positive emotional response. And then number three, cooperative care and k- positively conditioning handling. Trust me, your future selves, vet, groomer, dog walker, dog trainer, whoever is in your corner is going to thank you for focusing on this. Remember, we can teach cues and we can teach behaviors at any age. Please, please, please focus on those emotional responses during that critical socialization period. All right, guys, that's it. That's all. This episode has officially been listened to. I think that I have successfully done a short and sweet episode. It only took me a year to get to this point, but hey, it's better late than never. So if you guys don't already, please follow us at I Let the Dogs Out Podcast. You can follow my training journey at Counter Canine Co. Also, just a little plug here, just because it's just me. Um, If you if you, if you, <laughs> words are hard for me. Um, if you or anybody you know is getting married and they want their furry family member to be a part of it, please go follow us at our wedding events or our canine wedding event page at Bark Wedding Date Co. All right, guys, we will see you next time. Thank you again for tuning in. Stay safe. It's weird out there. If you live in Winnipeg, wear a toque. It is f- freaking cold out anyways peace see you next time